There's no such thing. Big Show, you have no idea what you've gotten into. Angle, want to treat me like an animal? I'm capable of many things. I'll show you an animal. That was just a tease. A seven foot two, 500 pound pissed off animal. Cena, think you're all that? The United States Championship. You're gonna take mine. United States Championship? That's my championship. Take your whack, wannabe ass back to where you came from. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Please. Undertaker. <laughs> I am the WWE Champion. JBL, this will be your last ride. You cannot beat me. And the last image you see will be me it's over your hearse is waiting no mercy when you're begging for mercy begging for mercy i won't hear your cries i'll look you right in the eyes i'll be listening for the sound of your ankle and your career snapping into you're finished the u.s champ is here get out of my face big business better dig that sucker Time to take your last ride. Feasting on your rotting soul. It's over. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Rest in peace. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my rhyme, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 63 of the RE Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the first ever last ride match, as it is time for No Mercy 2004, presented by Smack of the Down. As always, I'm Dave and joining me as always, and still in these weird isolation, quarantine, coronavirus, tier system times, Michael Rag, big sexy, good afternoon, how are we doing? Good afternoon, and may I say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays as well. One and all, yes. Merry Christmas, everybody. How are you doing? Are you, are you festive? Are you are you getting excited for this weird Christmas time? Uh, not so much as normal. We've I mean, got the tree lights on now, even though it's still light outside. <laughs> just... I'm trying as hard as I can to remain festive. It's not the same. We're never going no. to be. No, no. What what are the plans? Are we are we going to see Mama and Papa Rag? I am. Is yes. it te- taking you into that woodshed? No, they ain't got woodshed in yours. He needs to get one. He needs to go and get one. So anyway, Michael, are you ready for some No Mercy two thousand and four? Um, what did you think to the build then overall? Did it get? Did it put you in the mood for this upcoming pay per view? Well, the opening video package featured just on three matches. Nothing about. Uh, London and Kidman cruiserweight title tag titles nah they don't matter but because about the Hollyoaks semi event but it's all about the main event of the roster saying the words no mercy no mercy no mercy no mercy we just need Prince Albert on commentary I'm going to bring no mercy at no mercy let me tell you something I did like the operatic music that they used that did sound pretty epic ah mate themed 
The themes on No Mercy are brilliant. Fucking No Mercy. It's a brilliant theme. It's because just to start the ding, no mercy now. It, oh, it's such an epic theme tune. Just Jim Johnson, weren't it? Oh, well. it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And um, what did you make to the stage setup? Oh, um, we've got... it, but it looked more X Division than anything else. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Um, I did like the. We, so we brought it up on. Was it. I want to say Unforgiven. No, it might not have been Unforgiven, where they had the uh, video, video screens either side uh, yeah. that just predominantly showed the graphic who, who were competing in that match. Uh, it was just, yeah, it gave a, a nice big fat feel. Um, so, it is then No Mercy 2004, the 3rd of October. We are live from the Continental Airlines Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey, with 10,000 people in attendance. But, Michael, how many people bought the damn thing? Well, cast your mind back. The last Raw pay-per-view, which was Unforgiven, that had 239,000 buys. The last Smackdown pay-per-view, which was The Great American Bash, that had 238,000 buys. Last year's No Mercy, No Mercy 2003, that had 275,000 buys. This year's No Mercy, 183,000 buys. I knew it'd be lower, because JBL can't be selling that many tickets <laughs> as a heel champion, can he? It's low, it's low. It's one of the lowest we've had this year. Um, now, I'm watching the Silver Vision version, which has a runtime of two hours and 50 minutes. And Mike is watching the network version, as always, which has a runtime of... Two hours, 42 minutes and 10 seconds. Ooh, I've got a film. This is weird because we spoke about this off air. This time, the network had something that I didn't have, which we'll get onto in a bit, which I thought was just really weird that the network has something else that I don't have. What's all that about? And also the DVD, Michael, it come with extras. We got promos for John Cena versus Booker, Big Show versus Kurt Angle, and JBL versus Undertaker. We got a WWE exclusive interview with Booker T before the show, saying there's no way Cena's going to win, and can you dig that sucker? It was very short and straight to the point. And we also got the Sunday Night Heat coverage. We got a Billy Kidman promo saying he's not a quitter. Um, we got Scotty Tuarte, the king of the jobbers, versus the reflection of imperfection, Mark Jindrak. Uh, Jindrak gets the win with a punch. Literally what? a punch. So Scotty Tuati, he goes for the worm, sets he goes, well, he goes for the bulldog to set up for the worm. Uh, Jindrak blocks it and just punches him and pins him. Done. That's how you kill them jobbers. Um, what, and also, what kind of basket case book that? <laughs> uh, and also we get home video exclusive interviews from Luther and John Cena, which I'll get into in a little bit. So the pyro then goes wild as Michael Cole welcomes us to the show, hands it over to the Macarena lads who are equally excited. Um, as we hear the music of our opening contest, it is Eddie Guerrero going up against the big dog, the foot of the table, the worst of the worst, the reigns in, defending, champion of fuck all, big dog, Luther Reigns, with the reflection of imperfection himself, Margin Drack. Michael, how did we get here? Well, Eddie's been in the story since January with Angle. Started with that Chavo stuff, then Eddie winning the title at Mania, and then Big Shears attempted murder on Angle. And letting JBL be champion. And then sort of the, the rematch from Mania. But Luther got involved in that. And then in a two out of three falls match they had after, Luther got involved in that. And then in the Lumberjack match, where the Big Show came back, Luther got involved in that as well. So, Kurt, please keep that dog of yours on a leash. <laughs> and because Big Show's chose to fight Angle later, Eddie's fighting Luther. Because they can use that payday, Holmes. <laughs> That's it. And what did you make to all red everything Eddie Guerrero? Representing SmackDown with all the colours. 
did like the went well with Carr. So the match itself then, Michael, the big dog, he shows the power to start until Eddie with a thumb to the eye. Um, an elbow knocks Luther down. Eddie dives onto Luther and applies a chin lock. Um, Eddie sweeps Luther down back into a headlock. Drop kick. Um, Snapmare gets a one count. Eddie into the corner. And the power of Luther as he bench presses Eddie with ease. Um, Taz big is a freaky dude, one. is that Luther. Um, Michael Cole and Taz, they... Uh, more Taz... Uh, Cole, sorry, than Taz. They like the big sweaty men this evening on No Mercy. They do. Uh, into the turnbuckle as Luther works over Eddie with a shit bear hug. It looks like that he does not the slightest pain is ripping through Eddie's it was body a cuddle. whatsoever. It just cuddles. It was a teddy bear cuddle. <laughs> um, Luther then hits the road dog punches for a two. I quite like that. Do you know the dish, 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 the road dog punches uh, into a surfboard, but Eddie gets out and a boot to the chin. Uh, big back suplex from Luther gets a two. Uh, the big dog with a backbreaker, which again doesn't look the slightest bit painful at yeah, all. Yeah, and he's so comfy. <laughs> Would you just catch Taz on commentary when explaining why Reigns wants Eddie, wanted Eddie to use Eddie kicking out, and then he wants to try and wear Eddie down with the rest holes. <laughs> That's it. That's the Taz strategy for big man on commentary. <laughs> Um, Eddie gets free with a trio of knees but the big dog he ducks Eddie when he comes charging Eddie goes flying right into some boots from the reflection at ringside uh, Eddie back with a go behind but the big dog easily breaks the grip as it's all about the power it's like fuck off Michael Cole he goes you can't you can't get it you just don't get it because you're sat at home he's massive he's built like a brick wall they're trying to put over the big dog he's trying but he's sounded like he's obsessed with big sweaty men they're trying ever, but, ever um, since I didn't write did him up bum big Hey, that'd change you guys. We get another backbreaker from the big dog, and again, Eddie's just leaning on him. It's like at least bend his back, contort his back a little bit, put a bit of effort in, big dog. Fucking out. He's just looking out for old guys, I guess. <laughs> um, Luther hits his only move, only one move that I'm quite impressed with is uh, his power slam where he hangs him ages on his sh shoulder and then boom, it just hits him down. It's a great looking move. It's but better than bronze. Needs, absolutely. Um, but he needs more than that. Um, he goes to the net breaker, but Eddie holds on. Uh, a Selena Del Sol off the ropes and both men are down. And three amigos time. Luther low blocks the third and what strength, what power from Luther. Michael Corey is excited. It's like, we get it. Vince is feeding Cole these lines because Vince loves big sweaty men. Um, Eddie goes to the outside and he steals a baton from one of the security guards and puts it in his boot. Um, Cole Eddie calls it a slapjack. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eddie gets a chair. Luther grabs it. Eddie, though, drop kicks it into him, which I'm sorry, that should be a DQ. Exactly. Uh, Eddie goes to the top. Frog splash, but the big dog rolls out the way. The ref removes the chair. Now, and instead of just throwing it out to the ringside like any normal referee would in any normal circumstances, nope, he calls over Tony Chimmel. He's like, here, please take this ref this chair off me. And our announcer's like, are you sure? So, you know, I promise you, take this chair. During all that distraction. Well, you've got to give any time to get the slot jacket. <laughs> the thing is, though, he decides to use an extendable baton as well, so he's going to get it out of his foot, then flip it to get it extended, and then use it. Uh, Eddie uses it, um, he goes up to the top, feels froggy, big frog splash, one, two, three, and in just after Why 30 minutes, stealing it? Eddie Guerrero wins the match. Oh, ref back to the steel chair, doing his job, yeah, getting that out of the ring. Get that chair out of there, ref. Good job, Brian Hebner. Well, look at Eddie, Eddie's got oh, that whoa, in his whoa, hand, whoa, he took it out of his boot. Wait a minute, wait. He's got it behind him? That baton! Oh! Oh! Skull of Luther yeah. Reigns! 
Oh. Eddie extended the baton and used it on the skull of Luther Reigns. Both men are down. The referee I didn't see it. I can't believe that. That was one of those extendable uh, batons there that the police officers used. Oh. Eddie extended well, it and bounced it off Luther's skull. Referee Brian Hebner was busy getting that steel the chair oh. out of the ring, and he, didn't he was doing his job. Eddie Guerrero is so smart. Luther may be out cold. Eddie Guerrero back to his feet. And Eddie Guerrero, I don't know if he's got to be hurting a little bit if he's playing possum. I think he is playing possum. Eddie back to the top rope again. Did you make Michael to our opening contest? Eddie tried his best. He sold perfectly. And he, told, he told a decent story, but there's still a lot of work needed for someone, especially for a <laughs> pay-per-view match. I mean, one yes. of top stars delegated to the opener of a pay-per-view. Yes. Sure yeah, Ed... You need to improve a bit quicker. I think he put him in with the right person. Let's be right there, because Eddie can bump around you. They put him, definitely put him in with the right person. But he's, he's, he's just on that long list, isn't he? If we've had Nathan Jones, Heidenreich's on there at the minute. Uh, Jindrak's on there. Do you know what I mean? There's many, many of these big, burly, brute Tonko. Yeah. <laughs> there's Morgan. loads of them. Yeah. Batista, when he first came about, don't get me, he's improved leaps and bounds, but when he first came about, he was just another big, sweaty, oily, greasy guy that couldn't really do much. But look big. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then, Michael, how many Mavens for our opening contest? Yeah, so, overall, I'm going to give it a two Maven. Snap. Snap. Um, I think it was one of them. Eddie spent a lot of time bumping around uh, big, the big dog. But the big dog, he needs he needs to go back to uh, training school, doesn't he? Yes. Just a touch. Just a touch. Uh, we get a home video exclusive of the big dog going wild backstage after Jim Jack tells him everything will be all right. He's like, all right, all right. And he gets heavier with one of the, the staff members. And he's like, it's not all right. It's the last time. He goes, I've been hit with a police baton before. And this is never. This is going to be the last time it happens. It's like, so is that going to be your gimmick now? I've come out of prison. We're just saving that. It's the new nails. <laughs> That's it. That, that's all we can do with him. <laughs> um, up next, we see the shenanigans between Charlie, Rico, Jackie and Dawn Marie from Smackers. With Dawn breaking the news that not only is Charlie and Jackie now engaged, but she's also been having an affair with Charlie. And then that comes backstage with Big Josh, who's got Dawn Marie for an interview. Dawn Marie, you certainly made some controversial comments this past week on Smackdown. First, breaking the news about Miss Jackie and Charlie Haas's engagement, but then insinuating that you and Charlie Haas are more than just friends. I think Miss Jackie would take exception to your comments. Josh, I can't help it if Charlie's infatuated with me. Matter of fact, any chance he gets, he comes to me for what he needs. And if Jackie doesn't like what she heard last week, then I'll give her a chance to hear it again when I tell her to her face. Tell her to her face? I don't know, what's she talking? Where's she going? Oh, oh, oh my, Jackie. oh my, she's undressed. It's, it's okay, on. come on in. Uh, what are you doing, get out of here, come on. You know something, Jackie? I don't even think Charlie proposed to you. I think that you proposed to Charlie. It's what you think. Yeah, you're forcing him into marrying you. Forcing me? Yeah, and it's a fact. 
because he told me so last night. But it's okay, sweetheart. Your engagement, it's not gonna last very long. You just keep putting all that pressure on Charlie because I know just how to blow it off. <laughs> sure you do. You're not even a challenge. And by the look of things, you can't even measure up. Dawn, she doesn't like Josh's tone and says every chance Charlie has got, he's come to Dawn. And if Jackie ain't happy with what she's heard on SmackDown, then she's going to go and tell her to her face. Barges into her locker room and hello. Uh, Jackie's got... Topless Jackie, boys. Yeah, got the, the boobies. Um, Dawn doesn't believe Charlie proposed. She thinks Jackie did it and Jackie's like, what? Eh? Terrible acting from Jackie here, by the way. Um, Dawn from says... Both of them. <laughs> well, there is, yeah. They're very true. Um, Dawn says, keep putting the pressure on Charlie because I'll just blow it off. It's like, if that was supposed to be a... Ooh, it didn't really work in that context of that, that sentence. Not at all. <laughs> uh, Dawn, she picks on Jackie's small boobs to end the segment. Uh, at least they're trying. At least they're trying. Holy Oaks again. Yeah, but at least they're doing something with... We've said this time and time again. At least they're doing something with the women. I know they're nowhere near the level of doing something with the women in modern day, where that would be having a wrestling match one-on-one. -on -one. But at least they're doing something. At least we're getting women on pay-per-view. They're trying, I guess. They are trying. They are trying. Up next, Michael, it's boss time. As the Cruiserweight champion, Spike Dudley, along with his brothers, versus Nunzio with Johnny the Bull in a crop top. As and why is Spike time. making his entrance first? What kind of horse crockery shit is this? Aye, it happens. It happens in main event as well with JBL and Undertaker. It happens in every title match. <laughs> every single title match tonight. It's ridiculous. I think it's just the WWE logic. If he's if he's a face and champion, he comes out second. If he's a heel and champion, the face always comes out second. I think that's, that's just... Because that's, wrestling. Unless it's Triple H. Cause Triple H will always come out second. <laughs> so, Michael, how did we get here? to Johnny the Bull supporting Nunzio in his quest to get the Cruiserweight title. So, last week on SmackDown, Nunzio beat Spike in an on-title match. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of them, isn't it, where um, the, the, the Dudleys and Spike have had this long-running storyline amongst themselves for ages. Where like you've had Rey Mysterio involved in it a little time, but it's always been Spike against the next victim of the cruiserweight division. Yeah, and tonight and it's Nunzio. Tonight, tonight it's Nunzio. Um, Michael, did you pick up? And Michael Cole said, as the I think it was Nunzio making his entrance that tonight we're going to see the first ride match. The first ride match. <laughs> the first ride match. <laughs> so the match itself, then we get a lock up to start. Spike into the corner. Uh, shits himself as I know none of this no one none of this uh, big shot from Nunzio knocks Spike down couple of hip tosses and Spike bails to the ringside it's, when they lock up in the tumble it's like we can children fight <laughs> well the commentators are instantly they point out that this ain't going to be your traditional cruiserweight match none of these two really do any flip de doos it's just going to be a bit odd <laughs> two tiny men having a brawl it's just like watching two kids fight them Spike with some shots to Nunzio into the corner. Nunzio, though, catches Spike. 
Back suplex attempt. Spike lands on his feet. Tries to scoop Nunzio, but Nunzio powers through. Two count. Quick roll up gets another two count. It's like, yeah, this is your fast paced cruiserweight stuff. I'm, I'm not this they're not, so far. Yeah, they're not flipping about, but it's fast paced. Uh, Nunzio works over the arm, sends Spike to the outside. Nunzio over the top onto Spike, which looked a little bit sloppy. It Just a little bit. That's why I don't think they do much of the flip to do shit. This is it. Flip to do shit ain't their thing. Um, back inside, Nunzio gets a two. Uh, slam from Nunzio. It goes up. Dudley distraction though, and Devon knocks Nunzio off the top and gets a two count, while Johnny the Bull stands there and does fuck all. It's his first time with Nunzio in a title match on pay-per-view. He's nervous. Oh, Johnny the Bull is? Ah. He's realised he's put his sister's t-shirt on. <laughs> um, into the corner, Spike, he slows things down with a full Nelson onto Nunzio. Uh, Johnny, though, he plays cheerleader, and he's not even thinking about taking out the Dudleys. He's like, nope, I'm just going to slam the apron, and I'm playing fucking cheerleader. Well, it's the face, isn't it? He's going to play baby face. I don't care, and there's two of them cunts If you're not used there, to playing baby face, nope, not you having see it. the generic shite not having it there's two cunts over there interfering and you're doing nothing about it at least grab a chair at least look a bit intimidating in your fucking crop top it's not his sisters it's his nieces <laughs> spike he works over nunzio on the ropes as bubba's giving him shit um dudley's work over nunzio and johnny the cheerleader again does absolutely fuck it all uh, back in the full nelson spike tries to rock nunzio to sleep it was so slow <laughs> Goodbye, so <laughs> baby. Like, what the fuck's that? That's like doing Bobby Lashley or Chris Masters puts you in full Nelson. They rag you about. The fuck was Spike doing? <laughs> wrong. Have you ever seen that match in the Indies where there's a guy that sees his finishes? Oh, is that Orange Cassidy? Is it? Yeah. Is it, it's not Orange Cassidy the opponent. Yeah, he's the guy who falls asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets rocked to sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching it at some point. It was just, oh, it was brilliant. He got a laugh out of me, so if that's his intention, then it fully worked. Um, Nunzio, he breaks free. It's a big powerbomb to Spike on, on, from the middle rope. Uh, the crowd, though, they're quite flat for Nunzio. It's another one where Nunzio's been a heel for a long period of time. Mm. We've not really had a true um, transition from heel to face. Not it's just yet. now you've got to cheer him because he's fighting against the boss. That's why he's a face, because who else is there? Exactly, exactly. Um, Nunzio, he whips Spike into the turnbuckle uh, for the Bret Hart bump for a two count. Uh, Sicilian Slice only gets a two though, and Spike gets his foot on the rope. Um, it was weird because the commentators were acting like, yeah, like, I think they were acting like Bubba was supposed to be there. Yeah. It's like Bubba couldn't quite get there in time, and it's like, was that supposed to be a spot where Bubba was supposed to put the foot on the rope, and Spike just had to do it himself? I think so. Mm, same they here. were focusing on Bubba a lot. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Nunzio to the outside, Spike goes to the coup de gras, uh, but Nunzio rolls out of the way, and then we get an ugly-looking backdrop, which the commentators show again, and it's it was, nasty the second time it was the first. That's what I loved about it. I think it's one of them where um, Spike's... But he can get thrown about. He'll happily get thrown about. He has no pain, Gresham. <laughs> he um, Nunzio, I suppose, he's... He's a little fella, and I suppose he don't get man thrown about at all because he's a big Italian art bastard in his mind. Um, the finish of the match then, uh, we get a couple of quick pinfall attempts. Backslide attempt from Nunzio gets a two. Uh, Bubba tries to interfere, but Nunzio fucks him off. Devon grabs Nunzio's leg, and finally, John the Bull does something. Um, Spike, though, draws the ref as Bubba smashes Nunzio's legs into the corner post. One, two, three. The Dudleys literally drag Spike out of the match with his championship after eight minutes and 40 odd seconds. I thought it was brilliant. And when he got the one, two, three, Bubba just dragged him on the floor. Come on, you fucker. Let's get you away. I, I think the finish could have been different. I think it should have... I saw 
what happened, but instead of Spike going straight for the pin, hit the acid drop. Yeah, at least do his finisher, mate. You put your finisher over. Exactly. But I suppose that's, that's the, the only thing. That's my only Is that just not the, the gimmick, though? Is that just not the gimmick, though? Um, that he's, he needs his brothers for victory. He's somehow got this that, that secret lockbox with, I don't know, nudes of Devon or something. Um, <laughs> uh, but he needs his brothers to win. He can't win without his brothers. Let's stop. Oh, it's a wow, a big back body drop. Wow, that's nasty. That backdrop is nasty Let's not get fooled by that padding. It's not that thick outside the ring. Here's the cover again. Hook of the leg. He may have him. It's Spike again. Got his foot on the bottom rope. Well, and also, Nunzio can't have his legs under the rope. Why don't you scream when Nunzio does something illegal? No, no. Look at and Spike went for the Dudley Dog. Here's the backslide. Shoulders are down. Nunzio has him. No. Again, Spike kicked out. I thought Nunzio won the title there. You're looking at two cruiserweights, two athletes that are in world-class condition here. And you can see non-stop effort in both men's offense. Oh, two of the top. Oh, what the hell? Suffered it with a shoulder to the midsection. Spike Dudley from behind, attacking Nunzio. Here's Nunzio whipped across the ring. Devon Dudley grabs the leg of Nunzio. Spike Dudley, they look at the pull. Now the pull getting involved than he should. Nunzio, nobody home, hung up on the top rope. Right now, oh, look at this, look at Bubba, give me a break. And Spike threw the referee, Spike into the cover. Spike hooks the leg, and Spike steals it. But there's only so far this can go because there's only so many cruiserweights in, on SmackDown that Spike can... Because he can't really be going up against a big man. I suppose he can go up against a Bob well, Holly or a Billy Gunn. He go up against one of the two in the next match. But I'm going to give this match uh, three and a half. Fucking really hell! It. Jesus! I was um, really surprised. I, I, thought this gonna, I thought this match was going to be shite, to be honest. I think I just worked out how your match of the night is. Uh... Yeah, I thought this was going to be shit going into it, but I was really surprised it was a fun match. No, it was a very enjoyable match. I think a three and a half, fucking hell. I was going to give it a three. And it was, this, this for me, could have been the opener. Um, and then they have just flip him and have Eddie and Louvre on now. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a very, very entertaining cruiserweight match for everything that a cruiserweight match isn't. Mm. So, I mean, there were no flip-de-doos, there were no moonsaults, hurricanes, and all that jazz. The, but you still had a lot of fast pace. You had the bollocks on the rings outside. You had John the Bull pissing me off with his crop top, not getting involved. So I was invested. I was desperate for him to get involved. Right, it was, yeah, it was all right. He did it. Was it was all right. It was all right. Um, we cut to the commentators, and Colin Taz, they talk about Undertaker versus JBL for this evening. And for some reason, it starts at a period of. After every match, we get highlights yeah. of The Undertaker winning the WWE Championship, starting with Survivor Series 91 against Didier Cole against Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it was Hulk Hogan back then. There was no Hollywood. <laughs> um, Cole and Taz, they bring us to the next match. Former friend versus former friend, Billy Kidman versus Paul London. And we see the sign of the night, not for what it says, but purely for the effort to bring the fucker along. Billy Kidman fears Paul London in five individual signs. Loved it. This is the not I quit, I quit match. <laughs> Michael, how did we get here? Billy Kidman and Paul London, they've been awesome. They're energetic, they're high flyers, they're high risk. Kidman and London continue to impress. They show up, bro. Very impressive. Has got some teamwork. Kidman and
He didn't want to hit a shooting star press anymore because in competition, where you have to hurt, sometimes hurt people to get ahead, you don't want to hurt people. So he kept quitting on matches, enjoyed a tag match against Ken and Ren, more on them later. Kidman walks out on London and they lose. So they should have had a match on SmackDown, but Kidman walked out, and so here we are. And Kidman walks out with a new jacket looking a bit Christmassy. <laughs> yes, it was nice to hear uh, uh, on pay-per-view again. It was. It was. Um, and it is quite the blood field because how do you know? Because Paul London comes bursting out of the traps. He wants him. He wants him. Yeah. 
Is that where it cut? This is where it starts, then, isn't it? This is where it stems from. Because every entrance I remember, Paul London, is his, him and especially him and Kid, uh, him and Kendrick. Yeah, he's charging to drink. Like, charging to a drink. So this is where everything has somewhere. Everything has to start somewhere. Um, a big shot from London, and we are underway. Um, into the ropes, baseball slide, forearms, big back body drop, and a big kick to the back. They're like it makes a beautiful noise. It made a beautiful noise, absolutely. It's... And they just keep staying on him. It strikes. Oh, it was definitely a blood field. It was very aggressive from Paul London. Um, we got uh, a couple of shots to the face. Like we just sat over him, just bang, bang, bang. That's how it needs to be. Just keep punching him till he fucks or fucking dies. <laughs> um, big clothesline from London and a drop salt, which sends Kidman to the outside. Uh, beautiful moonsault from the second rope to the outside. Absolutely. Uh, London jumps back in with a splash for a two. Like this was fast-paced cruiserweight action again exactly. even with little, little fat chunky Billy Kidman this oh, to is be the fair, perfect amount of pussy shit yeah Billy Kidman doesn't look too bad he seems to have leaned up a little bit like he doesn't look too out of shape well it's pay-per-view he wants to impress do you think he's just got a lot of baby oil on that's why it just looks it makes it it just kind of makes his skin look a bit uh, thinner than it is he might have had the same stash as Renee had later <laughs> Um, Kidman is now in control after a big kick to the face he sends London sliding into the ring post which looks fucking gnarly that did and then when he comes baseball sliding in again there's only thing between um, the ring post and Billy Kidman is Paul London's body and it's like it's, it's got to stink that even if you're wrapping yourself around it even if still... camera flying into the <laughs> Um, into the ropes, uh, back in the ring, and a big flapjack from Kidman gets another two count. Um, back into an armbar uh, from Kidman, more shots to London's ribs, working over London's ribs over and over and over again. That's very much the premise of the match. Right there. Definitely. Uh, Kidman with more kicks and shots to the ribs, and he talks a bit to the crowd. Um, it still doesn't re really wake the crowd up. The crowd are quite flat for this. They, they, kind of, they pop a little bit when someone does something flippy-do, but they kind of just sat there waiting for the next flippy-do. Yeah, the crowd can take you out of it sometimes. Oh, absolutely. The action in the ring for me was still spot on. Oh, this was a cracking match. Cracking match. Uh, London with forearms to Kidman in the corner, but a kick to the gut stops him. Uh, London with a jumping spin kick takes Kidman down. Running into Gurry gets a two. Uh, London goes for a powerbomb, but why should you powerbomb Billy Kidman, you, you silly bollocks? Ultimate mistake. <laughs> BK bomb gets Billy a two. Uh, Kidman then runs up London, but London ducks and sends Kidman over the apron. Uh, they fight on the apron. London tries a suplex. Uh, London then with a big hurricanrana gets a two. Uh, Kidman whipped into the corner. London runs into a big drop kick. Shades of, of Bob Holly right one there. One of the best in the business. Kidman is off and up to the top, but he then thinks again, goes for a wonder. Ref starts counting. He's like, shall I come back? I don't know. Cole says he's fighting. He's in the demons. Uh, he gets back in the ring. Big super kick from London. And off up to the top he goes. Finish of the match. London goes to the shooting star. It Kidman was a beautiful shooting star. It was a great shooting star. Kidman moves out of the way. Uh, off go Kidman up to the top. The crowd go mild. Kidman hits a sloppy. I know his intentions were landing it on his ribs, but it still looks sloppy as fuck. And in 10 minutes and three seconds after the shooting star, one, two, three, Billy Kidman gets the victory. And then Paul London has a case of the old Ken Shamrocks. He does. And then he came and gets on the mic blaming the fans for London's condition after. You made me do it! But then after, when London's been seen to play some stretcher, Kidman shooting Starcrest one more time. 
barely giving anyone a chance to shift that way. <laughs> yeah. And then I love how they leave and you've got all this blood dripping down London's mouth and it reminded me Beautiful. of... Do you know when you eat a raspberry donut and all the jam fucking pisses <laughs> out one side down your face? Great, great trip. It great was. Visual. And now is that London on the on the sidelines and Kidman's going to move on to bigger and better things? Who knows, Michael, how many mavens for, for Cruiserweight Blood Feud? This was a great match called Brilliant Story. London wanting to kick fuck out a Kidman. Kidman wanted to kick fuck out a London. I agree. I, I absolutely the, agree. The fact that he didn't want to do the shooting star, that played well into story. Man London wanting the... to win with Kidman's move. It's, it's exactly it's how you tell a story inside the wrestling ring because they've moved on the story backstage and the story in other matches onto the pay-per-view and it's still a carry on the story but still you've got so many memorable moments coming out of this match. I thought it was a great match and I yeah. agree. Four so out of five far, Ravens. match at night. Absolutely. As a werewolf to pick his knees up, that's what we're going to see here in a moment, I guess. I've never seen Billy Kidman as vicious and as aggressive as tonight. Check this out. London here. Check it out. Go for the shoots. Look at the height. And then the knees came To the injured ribs. That's right. And now watch this. Watch Kidman shooting start fresh. The knees off the top rope would land into the injured ribs. And look at Oh, my God. Oh, it's Bleeding perhaps internally. I hope you people are happy. You made me do that! Look at him! He's got plenty of broken ribs or internal injuries. And it's all because of you! You made me do it! Oh my god. Roland is hurt, man. Well, you gotta remember all the... All the punishment the ribs and midsection took throughout the match, and then the knees off the miss shooting star press by London to the gut, and then Kidman with the knees off yeah. miss shooting star press. So what the hell is he doing? Hey, what the hell? What the hell is Kidman doing? Oh, Billy, oh, no, no. Kidman, don't do this. Billy on the top rope again. Oh, oh my God! Oh, and London was strapped to that, that son that of a bitch. I don't believe he did that. London was strapped to the stretcher, and this lunatic. Oh, I mean, what is up? He's sick. That's sick. I'm telling you. Fucking brilliant. Um, we cut to uh, Cole and Taz. They talk about what we've just seen as the kids behind them made me fucking howl. you got these two two young lads that they come on screen from behind Taz and they're doing the sticking tongues out and a fucking loving life. And it's like, that's what it's all about. Exactly. Coming to you the to have fun. And having a fucking giggle. It's brilliant. Again, we get another Taker JBL mention as this leads on to another WWF title victory. This time it's against Psycho Sid and Mania 12. Michael, have you ever heard the story about our psycho Sid apparently shit his pants in this match? No. Yeah, apparently that. I don't know how true it is, but apparently there's, a, there's a, one of them fucking backstage stories that, again, you don't know how much is bollocks and how much in, but apparently he shit himself as Undertaker were going for Tombstone. All, oh. he, could, all he could smell was Sid's shit as he delivered it. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but if it is true, it's fucking brilliant. Um, we go backstage to Big Josh, who's joined by Big Bradshaw. Who's uh, the way with fairies. <laughs> JBL, he asked why the pay-per-view is biased towards Taker, and I have to agree with yeah. you, JBL. We're not getting JBL's highlights like winning the hardcore title on Raw in 02 and shit Or like winning that. the WWE title. Yeah, or winning the barroom brawl with Farouk and stuff. You know, big accomplishments. Oh. I mean, we're not getting none of that. None of that. It's all about Taker tonight. I agree. And he says, tonight, it's not happening. Taker's not having it. I'm whooping him, and then I'm going to send him back to Mexico. 
Because that's all is in America, Arizona. <laughs> Up next, Michael, tag team titles time as your reigning defending Smackers tag champions, Ken and Ren, take on Team Four Twenty. Michael Kenzo's John Kenzo and Renee's theme. Do you know the start of it? Hmm. It reminds me. Are you familiar with the song Pretty Green Eyes? <laughs> it does sound same. Mate, honestly, the minute it come on, I was like, mm, pretty green eyes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I love I love the blend. I love everything about Ren and Ken. I fucking adore him. Um, Michael, Fifi watch. Did we get a Fifi? I missed that. We got a Fifi. A charcoal Fifi. And my issue was, as they made their entrance, uh, you've obviously got Hiroki with... He's with um, uh, Shinsuke Funakamura-san um, and Hiroki didn't take the dog the take the dog was handed to a staffer I thought it should have been they're a team now Hiroki should be holding the dog at all times one hand she's got some powder just in case other hand dog lead well she may not be trust very good be a dog <laughs> uh, <laughs> took me a second then you fucking horrible bastard <laughs> <laughs> Um, Rene gets on the mic he says some bollocks in French and passes the mic to Hiroshi or Hiroki uh, she says in honour of Bruce, Bruce Springsteen Kenzo would like to say something very important and then we get a lovely rendition of Born beautiful in rendition. the USA beautiful Born rendition in the USA um, what did you make as Robert Nam makes his entrance to his old school attire yeah, we've not hey. seen very That's ECW, very yeah. As well. Yes, absolutely loved it. And then we got a big entrance from Ray Ray. I'd love how they've built the fucking side of the stage yeah, just purely for, for Ray's entrance. Just for right. Do you know if you were having a, a fucking buried alive match a bit later, you could use same hole, but no, <laughs> just we just built something for Ray to pop out of. And it's gone. Bit main event. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting very good vibes for Team Four Twenty. It definitely means they're not winning this match. This is like WrestleMania retiring entrances. But at least they're dressed like a team. Both in but that's it. Colors. That's it. Everyone's in white. They did, like I said, I were getting very good vibes about them two coming out of this match successful, which obviously means they're not going to. Um, so the match, uh, Rene, he gives it the big into the fans. So RVD does his rah, bam, damn. Uh, we got fast-paced start with Ren and RVD sharing numerous near falls. Yeah, Everyone rolling away. And... Yeah. It, do you know, it was like their version of Jerry Lynn and RVD from back in the day. It's like, I've got the old school gear. I'm definitely one of you are doing the spot with me where we miss each other and roll out of the way from each other. And then stand there and go, hi And uh, how much Ico has Red had? Oh, he's, been, he's got a monthly supply. He's on the Ico Pro, good and proper. And he's got a very good deal within, like, baby lotion suppliers as well. <laughs> Covered in the stuff. But they can't catch you if you're slipping it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they can't catch you. Um, we get uh, more trash talking and another... Rah, bam, damn. Uh, inside headlock and in, come, in comes Ray Ray off that blind tag. A uh, double team onto Renee and a double leapfrog, which I thought was quite a good spot. Um... We go into the heel corner and here comes Ken with some kicks and Ray uh, uh, he hits some kicks on Ray and the chat fans start chanting USA. Now, are they chanting it for Ken or are they chanting it for Ray? Well, Ray's from San Diego, California, which is in USA. And Kenzo Suzuki loves America. True. 
But RVD is also from USA. And Rene Dupree's also <laughs> wrestles in USA. <laughs> Who are the heels and faces? Um, we get a big shot to Ken and Renee comes in and goes flying. And it was brilliant. It just ran in straight back out again. Um, it reminded I'll... me of um, Sean Stasiak. Yeah, when he's like after... Um, Rick Rock. After, yeah, after Rock. Um, RVD and Ray, they're with some stereo dives over the top rope. And Michael Cole loves that you can only find this on SmackDown. Uh, Rob and Ken back in. Rob gets a two. Uh, big slap from Ken and RVD into the corner and he, get, but he gets the boots up. Eats. Big clothesline and then one for Renee. Uh, spin pick and... Spin pick? Uh, spin kick and RVD is off up. But Renee pushes him off and RVD crashes to the floor. Uh, Kenzo with boots, uh, but a big chop into the corner and a slam and a knee to RVD right in the throat. It looked like a nasty... And RVD sell it brilliantly. Mm. It was like, just... Remember when you did that to Triple H at Elimination Chamber. Remember what Triple H was doing. Just do that in your cell. That's all you need to do. And then Taz lets us know that Renee's trunks say French tickler. Oh, he loved it. He loved the fact. He loved the fact he says French tickler. Um, in comes Ken with another chop and a blow to the knee. But Ray breaks up the pin into an armbar from Ken. And again, the crowd, they kind of rallying behind RVD a little bit. It's yeah, like it's really another hot. match where... The, the crowd, they're, they're hot on moments that need to be hot, but on them flat moments where you need the crowd to do their magic to make the match a little bit better, the crowd are not offering that tonight. They're not into this at all, really. Uh, absolutely. Uh, baseball slide kick to the ribs and a big DDT gets Ray a two. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I'll say shit to Dupree and Ray into the corner. <laughs> what did I mean to write there? <laughs> big chops from Ken. Ken loves his chops. He does. Is an old school Japanese wrestler. They all <laughs> loves his chops. He finds himself though into the six one nine position, but here comes Renee for the save. Power bomber. It was an okay match, uh, but the crowd really let this one down. Two point five for this one. I'm, I'm giving say. it a two. I'm giving it a two. Uh, Ken's enter Ken's. I find Ken very entertaining. I can see yes. why they're, they're giving him the the stupid like R Truth esque gimmick. He's hilarious. He's, He's a bit daft, he's a bit stupid, but he's funny, as he's piss funny. And the faces he makes and stuff, but Rene Dupree, I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to know. What can you do with him? Yeah, and RVD's RVD goes through the motions, and Ray Mysterio's Ray Mysterio, he goes through his motions. Yeah, they just... The tag team stuff was cool. There. Yeah, but the, ta the tag team stuff was alright. But yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just there, and they go through both go through their motions. Absolutely. Um, not, not the greatest of matches, but... It was part of it that were enjoyable. Were enjoyable. Yeah. Um, up next, Michael. Bald man versus bald man. As your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, goes one-on-one -on -one with the big slow. Um, how did we get here? Oh my god. Oh my god. 
devastated the entire locker room. Now that's what I call impact. I think it's time we took this to the next level. What I have here are two unsigned contracts for matches at no mercy. Big Show, is it going to be Eddie Guerrero versus The Big Show? Or will it be Kurt Angle versus The Big Show? It's all on you now. What's it going to be? back when uh, Angle was general manager and could walk. <laughs> uh, Big Show lost the match to Eddie Guerrero. The week, it was like the week after the draft, I think. Big Show went on a hunt and started chasing down Tory Wilson. And then when Angle tried to intervene like a good person would, Big Show threw him off a ledge and almost killed him. But he only broke his leg. Uh, Big Show then returned during a lumberjack match between Eddie and Angle. Big Show then got a choice to wrestle either Eddie Guerrero or Kurt Angle and decided to pick Angle because he, reasons. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wanted to finish the job, I guess. Yep. And then a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, Angle managed to hide a tranquilizer gun at ringside, shot Big Show like he's a wild animal, <laughs> and then shaved him to look like the Big Show we know with modern memory. That is it. And we find out if anyone gets involved in the following match, they will be fired. So why not, and... quote, why not recruit a, war, a raw guy? Yeah, that's a good can't fire one of these and these boys. 
Uh, we get a big introduction for Kurt Angle, former world champion, Olympic gold medalist. Do we get one for the big show? No. It was like, come on, you could have gone yeah. uh, former WWF champion. You could have at least given him a couple of accomplishments to big him up. Is this nope, the only time the as well that is announced him this way? Yeah. I, I just thought it was very odd that we've really big I've up I've never Kurt noticed Angle. him doing that before. I noticed yeah, him doing it here. Yeah, very, very, very strange. Very you strange. You can tell Big Show's recently bold because he can't stop touching his head. <laughs> yeah, I know he's that's u- true. He's used to pushing his hair away. I, I, I know that's true. <laughs> I was there. And I quite like how um, Michael Cole he mentioned that Big Show cut the rest of his hair off to remind himself what Kurt did every day. It's like no, he cut the rest of his hair off because he wouldn't be walking around looking like a fucking idiot. <laughs> exactly. You, you wouldn't look like a weird person that he'd always do. <laughs> Uh, so the match, we get a lock up into the corner and Big Show rubs his sweat into Kurt, the dirty bastard. And he tells <laughs> him he's going to put his ass down and his ass is his. Uh, Michael Cole, he apologises for the language as Big Show calls Kurt a son of a bitch. And then Michael Cole says, well, he was raped of his dignity. Come on, Michael, if you're going to use the if word you're going to use that word. <laughs> in sentence, don't be apologising for bad language before you say that. Um, show, he throws Kurt and Kurt, Kurt Bales to the outside. Uh, Taz... Because the size of Big Show's back, it's like a pull table. Um, angle into the ropes and Show knocks him down. Cole, he recommends everyone go outside and run into a brick wall. <laughs> because that's how they're going to feel when it feels like running into a Big Show. And Taz I imagine is like, it would. Actually, Michael Cole on second post, don't do that. He's like, people at home, don't do that. Can you imagine the next day? <laughs> up and down America, thousands of children have gone out and ran into brick walls. <laughs> because of that reason. Like, I remember an article years ago that a, a, a brother had nearly killed his sister by DDT and saying, I was copying what Jake Roberts does on wrestling. He's <laughs> like, do you imagine half a population death because Michael Cole told you to run into a brick wall? Kurt Angle off his feet, whipping him into the ropes, and there's a shoulder knockdown. That's like running into a concrete wall. You know what, folks? Go out in your backyard and run right into the wall of your house. That's what it's going to feel like. Yeah, don't do that. That'll hurt. Don't listen to Cole. But uh, look at the eyes of the big show. Well, the same. Don't do show the don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah. So don't try this at home in Michael Coltrane. Yeah, don't try this at home, but what I can tell you to try. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake, Michael. Um, we get a goal behind from Kurt as Big Show takes him into the corner with a big-ass bump. Uh, Show throws Kurt across the ring and then hits a big vertical suplex and then steps over Kurt. That's like, gotta that's hurt. Gotta hurt. Uh, strong Irish whip into the corner and again a big body press from the Big Show showing his power. Cole gets a boner talking about Sean's Show's measurements. 19 inches and 42 inches. Have you seen the size of his knob? <laughs> Cole, I hope to God it is Cole that's getting these lines fed from Vince. Because if not, Cole's got some weird obsession since Adam Reich slipped him a sausage. Well, you know, you would imagine that Big Show would be okay down there. <laughs> um, Kurt, he got, he's had enough though. He goes for a walk. Uh, he doesn't want to get counted out, but then he does and he fucks right off. Holla, holla, player, player. Hold, Hold on, just on a, a minute. minute. Get back in the ring or get the fuck out of SmackDown. Teddy, he said, it don't matter if it takes all night and the fans are oh, fuck off. We don't want to see this all night. Um, as Kurt Angle has one or two choices, get back and wrestle or get out of SmackDown. He makes the count, which were after a fully ass moment where he, he stumbles he stumbles into the stairs, trips over, makes him gets himself back into the ring and the match continues. Uh, so as they back in, Big Show then with a headbutt. 
Um, a big chop into the corner with his frying pan-like hands from Michael Cole. He was um, just begging for mercy, though. But <laughs> Big Show just showing him none. Show then puts all his weight on Kurt, which, again, that's got to hurt. That's all Big Show's weight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Why would you want that spot? <laughs> Why would you be happily take that move? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Just stand on me, you big cunt. Uh, into the corner and Kurt goes flying over the ropes which was a gnarly bump it, it was an attempted flare flop but he didn't get the flip right no he still looked a bit nasty though uh, Kurt is outside grabs a chair but Show then punches it straight into Kurt which is surely out of nowhere surely that's a DQ but then on, re on the replay you see that the chair is nowhere near Kurt Angle <laughs> with Kurt Angle bumps so then yeah the ref's well played referee um, we see loads of sweat dripping off Big Show as he's giving the big into Kurt in the corner. Just like, that can't be pleasurable. <laughs> Cannot be pleasurable. Big Show, and he's fucking sweat slopping all over the place. And them chops as well. Oh, the noise they make. It's just, it's been a running gag with Big Show for years, hasn't it? Where he'll, like, later in life, when he's a face, he'll be like, shh. Well, does that mean that he did it? He's the reason Kofi's got that thing. Angle, he finally catches Show with an elbow, but Show catches him off the ropes with a big slam. Angle, he goes for the ankle lock, drops into the grapevine, but for some reason, uh, he gets back up and allows Big Show to roll through, kick Angle into the ref, and everyone's down. But that is a lot of leg to be holding on to. Yeah, but for me, there's really a lot of leg room for Big Show there. That's probably why he thought, I'm not getting what I want nah, here. Not having it. For me, if he would have kept in it, another five minutes or so, he might have got the win. You never know. So everybody's down. Angle back to the outside. Gets the chair. Big shot to the knee to put Big Show down. Another couple of shots to the knee. Angle is working over the knee as the ref's starting to stir. Angle hey, uses... Bring him down to your size. That's it. Angle uses the great, the apron in a beautiful spot where he grapevines his leg over the apron of Angle backing off. It reminded me a lot of when Bret Hart used to do the figure four around the ring post and he'd just be dangling. And yeah. Get the, and just gravity would be working on that knee. Um, Brilliant spot. Angle, he zones in on Big Show's ankle and wraps it round, uh, which looks very painful. Like, that is a well, big I'm leg. Like a figure four. But... Yeah, but just not doing the full rotation on it. Uh, Show, he finally powers out, but he can't get out, he can't get to his feet. But Big Show's up, uh, clothesline, slam to Kurt, big boot, Kurt's proper bumping round Big Show. Very much like Eddie and the big dog earlier. Mm. The little man's bumping round that big guy beautifully. Kurt can do it, though. Kurt knows Absolute, how to do it. Absolutely. Uh, big Show, he runs into the top rope and a big angle slam from Angle, but it only gets a two. Uh, angle, it goes under the ring and he gets his gun. Big Show, though, it's snaps it. Shoot the ref. A shot to Big Show that he no-sells. A bit of spit comes out of Kurt's mouth as he kicks Show. There's a lot of fucking spit and sweat in this match. Um, it's him with his, uh, is it the alley-oop? His alley reverse yeah. powerbomb. Uh, the crowd, though, they thought Show was going to go for the chokeslam. They all get excited, but the finish comes as Kurt backs to off, still goozled, up to the top. Big choke slam, one, two, three, in just over 15 minutes. Kurt Angle landed hard from about eight feet in the air or so. Big show whipping forward here. And look at Kurt Angle. Uh -oh. oh man, by the Kurt Angle thrown into the corner. Big show with that big hand. Around the throw to Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle to the second rope. Now what? What the hell is he doing? What the hell? I don't know. Oh my god, no, not from the top rope. Oh my god. Not from the top rope. Look at that. Quite a fun match. I two mate, that, two and a half minutes. Great camera work when Big Show teleported to ringside to <laughs> punch the chair. And that show slam at the end. 
brilliant move. Not not figure four leg lock, whatever that was. That looked gnarly. He just did. Is he just a technician, isn't he? In that way, where he knows himself what to do up to that biting point where he's not going to be painful but it looks gnarly and it looks painful brilliant work brilliant work very entertaining just yeah. a shame they yeah. had big show in it three maven three mavens now i got some of this we mentioned earlier i got something definitely taken out of the dvd because i went from replays of the match to the dirty horrible cut to lufa and jindrak assisting angle away from ringside so, what did we get on the network, Michael, that I didn't get on the DVD? It was a promo for Eddie Guerrero's new DVD. It's out now. Mm. I wonder I wonder if that was out after the DVD got published, maybe. So they decided to add it in there. But there was obviously something there that they take away to begin with. Because it was a deep, dirty cut. So, I, for some reason, they decided to take away maybe that DVD. Fucking wankers. Up next, Michael, it is the final match of the Best of Five series to defy, decide even the United States Championship. Undisputed. John Cena versus Booker T. Michael, how did we get here? John Cena is in the house! Wearing these colours, that's more important than it seems to be. You'll never understand what this title means to me. Why, I don't think... Oh, wait a minute! The general manager has been knocked out of his wheelchair. Get off him, he's hurt the... John Cena, you're a disgrace. If you lay a hand on me one more time, you will be stripped of the U.S. title. John Cena oh, with a clothesline to Kurt Angle. The uh -oh. general manager's been knocked down. That was an accident, though. I warned you, Cena, so let it be known that I, Kurt Angle, hereby strip John Cena of the United States Championship. Van Damme's feeling it. Five-star. Frog Splash connected. Oh, it's a big pass. Van Damme. And look the, at Booker T. It's wait a minute. Cover. Wait a minute. What is the that? referee counting? Wait a minute. Is Booker What's... T legal? I don't know. Well, John Cena's been eliminated. Scissors kicked out. Booker T might Here's be legal. Cover. He's legal. Booker T did it. Booker T's the United States champion. This is the controversial tag. Booker T. Oh, and the referee just said And the referee signaled the tag. Wow. John Cena. Rob Van Surprised by Booker T, ever the opportunist. You see, Booker T, since you and John Cena are so evenly matched, and you know, by the way, John Cena never lost the U.S. title. What, what about the eight-man He was stripped of that title by that hater, Kurt Angle. You know what I'm going to do? Booker T, John Cena, the best of five series for the U.S. title. The first one of you men to win three matches becomes the undisputed United States champion. Look at that!
So the franchise about to get serious, son. It's a must-win situation for John Cena. If Booker T wins, he retains the title. And wait, There's John Cena's got to watch oh, it John here. Cena oh, championship off the skull. Oh. We didn't see it. Booker T's going to steal another one. Three, John Cena. Two. John Cena rolled the shoulder up. And what is this John Cena made of? John Cena, oh, Booker T. I'm going to prove to the world you're going to get your ass kicked. Booker T is the true United States champion. And I'm going to make it clear and let everybody know. The kid you dig the that. U.S. champ is here. So Angle stripped Cena of the title told Booker he could look after it for a bit. Then Angle got fired as GM and Tilo took over. So there was an eight-man match, which Booker won. Tilo says, since he never lost a title, let's have a best of five series. Cena won the first one, which was at SummerSlam. And then Booker won two back-to-back one on SmackDown, one on a house show down under. And then Cena won the last one, which was the week on SmackDown, which brings us tonight, and here we are. Because it's always got to be 2-2 two, two coming into the deciding match. First again. Um, little Nature runs through the rules and we found out that the title can be decided on pinfall, submission, DQ or count out. Um, DQ and count out for a title match just doesn't sit right with me. Well, it's the series rules, isn't it? Uh, it's, I'm not bothered. Doesn't sit right with me. Doesn't sit right. The first four matches I can cope with yet but because the first four matches weren't for the title. It's 2-2. Two, two. If you make it, make it no DQ, make it no DQ, but the title can still be held. Because the thing is, it's not like the title's held up. We have got a champion coming into this. It gets yes, for me. For me it gets... side of, speaking of the champ, side of the night, I want to say, it said, I want to use Booker T's hair for a mop. <laughs> <laughs> bit racist. Little bit racist. Take it out. <laughs> um, so the match then. Uh, Booker, it works over Cena to start until Cena powers into a couple of two counts. Uh, Booker with a drop toe hold into a headlock. Misses a kick though and Cena with some rights and a clothesline sends Booker to the floor. Uh, Booker back in and they lock up but Booker takes advantage and hits a shot to Cena. Back into the corner and Booker's working over Cena with punching kicks. And it was this moment I thought, you know, every single match near enough on this pay-per-view had started with punches and kicks. Into the corner, punches and kicks. Off to the outside, punches and kicks. Into the corner, which is good. <laughs> uh, it's Booker, a rinse repeat. Very much so. Shower uh, Michael Cole again gets a boner over men's bodies as Booker hits a spine buster for a two. He's going wild over how ripped John Cena is. Uh, Booker, he throws Cena to the outside and sends Cena into steel steps, which surely that's a DQ. Well, it's not, not if you throw him into them. If you're using it as a weapon, are you not? Surely DQ no, still, not, still your champion. Well, the ref though lets it off and Cena then sends Booker into the steps. So there you go, one apiece. You can't have a DQ now, you've both done it. Cena, he rolls Booker back in for a two. Uh, Booker hangs Cena on the top rope as Booker sets himself for a big super kick for a two count. Um, Jesus, weird, Michaels, yeah, right. weird how he's set himself up though where he's kind of just like, like, w- waving his hand. And, yeah, it's like, come on. Uh, time for a breather though as we go into a headlock. Cena with a crossbody, we get him a one. And we get a bit of a confusion from the referees. He's not quite sure yeah. whose shoulders are down. Was of all through? <laughs> no, no, no one. Even Michael Cole was like, somebody's shoulders are down. 
Uh, Cena into the turnbuckle hard, and Booker goes for a suplex, which gets him another two. Uh, back into a chin lock. Uh, Cena blocks a suplex attempt and hits one of his own. Cena into the ropes, but Booker counters with a flapjack for a two as Cena grabs the rope. Uh, Booker with a stiff right to the jaw, and Cena moves from a charging Booker to shift the momentum a little. Booker was straight on him, though, after the pinfall. That's how it needs to be. You got that's a lot of wrestlers. That's oh, one of their Cena downfalls. A lot of their wrestlers, they'll, as soon as they pick the two, they'll have a breather themselves. No, straight on them, straight on them. We've seen uh, it a lot tonight, and I'm liking it. Uh, Cena with some rights and a big clothesline. Shoulder block gets a two. Bulldog sets up the you can't see me. That gets him a two. Cena pumps up his trainers, goes for the FU, but Booker slides out, hits an elbow, and slowly crawls for the cover for a two. Booker thinks like, he's Alan taking his Booker, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to be a bit quicker there, son. And Booker to the outside and grabs a chair, which is another thing we've seen a lot tonight so far as well. Yeah. Um, little Mitch, he tells him to give the fuck over. Booker drops the chair, goes back into the ring, hisses his a kick, uh, but misses. Cena, he nearly steals it. The finish of the match comes. Booker goes for a DDT, but Cena drives Booker into the corner. Cena gets Booker up into position. FU, one, two, three, ten new minutes, champ. new champ, and a terribly flat finish. Yeah. I feel like what he should have done... What was that scissor the... kick? Well, he could have just dropped the chair, come charging back into the ring and walk straight into an FU. I don't understand why we actually get the yeah. scissor kick, the near fall, and then a DDT attempt into the corner and then slowly get him up for the FU and the finish. Yeah, it just felt a bit flat. Felt a bit flat. But your champion, John Cena, he raises high the title with a New Jersey sign and then gets his a New Jersey top that he wore on his entrance. And then gets, gets a, a sharpie out, out, out of his knee pads. Did the referee check for weapons first? That must have been uncomfortable to wrestle with. Uh, signs the shirt, throws it into the crowd. I love how that gimmick's dropped. Do you know what I mean? Like the John Cena of, of modern day or of the last 10 years, mm. he comes out, takes a t-shirt off and just launches it. None of that getting Sharpie out, signing it and fucking off. He's like, people will make good money off that on eBay. And well, why didn't the referee check it? his knee pads first for the match? There you go. Bad refereeing. Very bad refereeing. Come on, little bitch. Um, <laughs> Not being too dirty. Oh, man. Oh, man. That bit of indecisiveness outside the ring almost cost the champion. Well, bought John Cena some time on the inside. Booker T back to the midsection, back on the attack. Back to Booker T to the corner of Cena. The power of John Cena. Oh, that's you! He's got him! He's got him to the FU here! He's gonna do it! He's got him! John Cena nails it! So, Michael, how many Mavens for uh, the final encounter of the best of five? Uh, apart from this, the finish was the let was the letdown, as we said. Uh, but I'm still going to get three Mavens. Ooh, two and a half from me. It was a three, but the finish let it down. I just thought it finished because this is the this is the big payoff to five yeah. matches. It this was, was nice, probably one of pace match, but a lot of aggression from both guys. I wouldn't say this was one of the greatest matches that they've had of the series, neither. No. Um, but I th feel like it, it did enough to do its job and then just the finish just fell a bit flat for me. Something a bit more exciting uh, for, the, for the, the final encounter. But we'll see what happens from here. Uh, we get a home video exclusive on the DVD, Michael. Funaki interviewing John Cena, who says this is redemption from him getting robbed. Cena hits the champions here. Aha! With a drop of spit leaves his mouth. It's like there's a lot of spit and sweat in this pay-per-view. 
best not be doing that these days. <laughs> and we go back to the commentators for more build-up for tonight's main event. As we see outside the Continental Airlines Arena, and they show us Over the Edge 99. Now, that's one paper yeah. that they don't like referencing these days. Um, as Undertaker defeats Stone Cold for the world title. Uh, obviously, that was the same pay-per-view that had the tragic incident and the death of Owen Hart. Um, one pay-per-view that I can't really watch back. Yeah, same here. And it's certainly not one that they reference at any point. It's not something they used to choose within Undertaker's last ride uh, or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It's very. It was surprised me to see that pop up, but I guess if you are running through every Taker title victory, it'd be a bit weird if they didn't enter, use that one. But yeah, just fuck over the edge. Definitely. Up next, Michael. Six oh, person, yes. six person mayhem. Charlie Haas, Rico, and Jackie versus the Dudleys and Dawn Marie. Michael, how the fuck did we get to this? So uh, Charlie's banging and he's engaged to Miss Jackie. Rico is Charlie's tag partner. Dawn is also banging Charlie allegedly, and because she was in ECW, and the Dudleys didn't have a match. So here we are, I guess. <laughs> That's literally it, isn't it? It's what what's your connection? ECW. How many times do they go to that well? <laughs> why are you two here? ECW. Why else? Why else not? <laughs> so the match itself then Bubba and Charlie start, but Devon with a cheap shot, so Devon ends up starting the match. Twin magic swisharoo. He works over Charlie in the corner. Looking <laughs> again. And, and we get a lovely shot of Dawn's bum. It was. Uh, Charlie into the corner, working over Devon with a hip toss and a drop kick, which gets him a two. Uh, Devon with a big back body drop. Um, and, yeah, it's a bit uncomfortable. That did not almost go over. <laughs> and then Dawn Marie all of a sudden makes the blind tag and she comes in for a cuddle onto Charlie. She offers him to have a go right there. Right there. Shows him, shows him her ass. But no, Jackie comes in and it's cat fight time. To quote uh, Joey Styles, cat fight. Off comes the top and it's used as a weapon which surely should be a DQ as Jackie runs that wild on Dawn. That is a DQ, definitely. Uh, we get a great shot of Jackie choking uh, Dawn over the top rope and it's just great camera the work. Top. Even Michael Cole comments on how great the cameraman work is there. Well, yes. Well done, Kevin Dunn, for that one. <laughs> uh, in comes Bubba, and he stalks Jackie as Rico and Charlie try to tag in. So he's like, ah, so this is fucking intergender. Everyone can hit anybody. This <laughs> is why... a true intergender tag. So match. Charlie's missus is in ring, and she's got a Bubba Ray Dudley stalking her. And <laughs> he's just, no, I'll try and, get, I'll try and reach for a tag. <laughs> what? Well, he wants to tag in, so it's legal to fucking beat the fuck out of him, uh, I guess. Bubba goes to his knees, he wants a kiss. Rico, though, he comes in. Brilliant spot. Rico gets on his knees, gives him a kiss. Bubba opens his eyes, and Bubba is absolutely distraught to the point where he runs to the back because a man kissed him. He starts gagging at ringside. I love how Taz fucking... Taz was proper corpsing. Taz loved it. Like, you proper heard Taz trying to catch his breath on commentary. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. Oh, it was fucking brilliant. So Bubba immediately tags out, fucks off to the back. Uh, Rico, he rolls Devon for a two, backslide for another two, another roll up for a one, uh, spin kick and a dodgy looking mule kick knocks Rico down. Um, Rico though, he goes up to the top, but Bubba's back and he knocks Didn't him off. Him no, he just throw up and come back. Uh, Bubba demands a tag as Devon works over Rico. A big elbow drop gets a two and here comes Bubba. He's like, don't you ever kiss me 
again, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I've said four, and I'll say it again. Bubba's in-ring trash talking is second to none. Devon sends Rico into the steps and he rolls him back into Bubba. Bubba then takes the tape off his wrist and then chokes Rico. And he did it beautifully, so the ref couldn't see now. The ref couldn't see it. It was a brilliant spot, but yeah, it should be another DQ. Uh, Jackie and Charlie, they try their best to get the crowd going, but again, the crowd's flat as fuck. They're popping for the moments that you'd expect to pop, but there's no, come on, there's no, Charlie, yes, let's go, Rico. There's none of that. And there hasn't been any of, because the better wrestlers in all the matches so far. To get pops. Well! (laughs) Because this is your crowd luller. We're getting everyone excited. Getting getting everyone pumped up for the final part of the show. This is your piss break match, let's be right. Um, Rico, he finally shots Bubba and both of them are down. We get the hot tag-ish and Charlie House comes, to, comes into silence. That was tepid. Uh, backdrop to Devon, drop kick to Bubba, suplex to Bubba, flying forearm to Devon that gets a two. Big German to Bubba. He goes for Dawn, but he's like, like, Dawn's like, come on, give us a kiss. But Devon stops him in his tracks. Uh, Rico with the blind tag and he comes flying onto Devon for a two. We go back to cat fighting as Dawn starts running wild on Jackie. Uh, dumps her to the outside. Bubba he sets Rico up in one of the greatest spots of the show for the what's up. Devon goes up and Rico's begging, give it me. Come it was on. hilarious. And Devon's like, bleh, bleh, he can't do it. It's fucking brilliant. Back to Pepper Ray and Rico. There's a slam. Uh-oh. And here comes Devon. Be careful, Bubba. Watch, bro. Here comes the what's up right now. Charlie knocks Devon off and Bubba walks into a thrust kick. Uh, here comes Dawn and Rico sends her into a spear from Jackie, which I thought was quite Ooh, a good spot. Wow. Ooh, uh, duh, duh. Uh, Charlie hits the big axe handle from the top and Rico with a big moonsault gets him the victory um, big I thought it was fucking great match and look at this Charlie has oh, off the top rope the axe handle okay let's get a camera on the outside and here's the well, legal man Rico Rico moonsault off the top rope hooks oh, the leg song. Rico Charlie and Jackie pick up the victory I highly, highly enjoyable for all the wrong reasons. For everything that you wouldn't want from a tag team fucking competition. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't much tag team wrestling involved, but it had so much bollocks. I enjoyed the finish. And there were so many moments that I was pissing myself. I thought it was brilliant. Four mavens. <laughs> I'm giving it a two and a half. Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. It was brilliant. The wrestling was okay. Ish. Charlie has still proves that he can go and he can yes. like. It's a shame the crowd. We've seen him nowadays. Oh yeah, uh, but I think if the crowd would have been a bit more hotter for that hot tag, it mm. would have been a bit better. But it probably could have been four and a half minutes. But I'm not. I'm, 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 that was brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Loved it. Loved but the Bubba bollocks. Is the greatest to get heat. Oh, love the uh, gaze. Love the you dish, fucking dish, bastard. Dish. Oh, I loved also loved Dawn getting the blind tag. I loved Bubba stalking Jackie and a, a, yeah. a, a fiance doing fuck all about it. He had so much bollocks, it was brilliant. 
We cut back to the commentators, and again, we see more Undertaker winning the title, this time against Hollywood Hulk Hogan at Judgment Day in 2002. Uh, and up with next... That it, with that choke slam. With that choke slam. It is time for our main event. The first ever last ride match for the WWE Championship as your reigning defending champion, John Bastard Layfield, goes one-on-one -on -one with the star of tonight's show, Big Dead Mark. Michael, how did we get here? So JBL somehow beat Eddie for the WWE title, and you keep kept going around saying that he's the best. And take an exception to that. So they had a match at SummerSlam. You can check the review of that out on our back catalogue. <laughs> it took look, him look. an hour. <laughs> it took him an hour. At that match, take a choke slam. JBL threw a limo in a great spot, and then on the build to our pay per view tonight, of all the members of. The Undertaker's ministry to bring back. They bring back <laughs> Gangrel and Viscera, and they call them the Brood. <laughs> but as we you know, the Brood were kicked out of the ministry, and that's the whole other thing. That's not our era. <laughs> well, we actually our podcast for we already covered it. Oh, yes. But yeah, because Taker wants another title, and he's coming for JBL. He's taking out Gangrel and Viscera and OJ, and that leaves JBL. So why not? Have it fitting for Spooktober, the last rides match. That is it. Tony Gemmell, he runs down the rules. No pins, no DQ or count out. The only way to win is to stuff your opponent into the hearse. And I loved that. What about hearse. submissions? You don't well, say well, submissions. All right, there you go then. <laughs> but you have to have a submission with him hanging in the hearse. Well, it's just a ambulance match but with Taker gimmick. That is it. Um, but did you like how the hearse made its entrance to Undertaker's theme music? Yeah, and then. After Hearst come out, JVL's music played. <laughs> because he's the champ. And the champ comes out first tonight. That is it. Uh, I loved how Cole and Taz, they were arguing over the colour of the hearse. And it's like, uh, Cole's black. like, it's blue. And Taz goes, it's black. It's not blue. And he's like, well, it was blue when the blue light was on it. So I can kind of forgive Cole there, but yeah, it's black. <laughs> so, Cole's been smoking. <laughs> he's, been, he's been backstage before 20, hasn't he? Um, 
a bit of time filling, I think, because we got like a solid 10, 12 minutes from the start yeah. of the match promo to the match actually well, starting. Like from, we got a proper build up for Taker. From before the promo video. So from the end of the last match, it was uh, on the hour. Wow. Wow. At the start of the match, after the Taker made his entrance, 20 minutes have passed. Whoa, there you go, is a lot. I would throw about 10, 12 minutes or something. Wow, 20 fucking minutes. Jesus, pro. But they're proper making Undertaker strong, like bigging him up. They're giving him a proper old school, well, new school WrestleMania entrance where it takes him 45 minutes to get to mm. ring, where they're just bigging up his accomplishments. All night they've been bigging up his accomplishments. This tells me that Undertaker is not winning this evening. <laughs> but but yeah, they have gone all out. JBL's entrance kind of showed that he's got a bit of a plan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, uh, but you'd think that the this was an Undertaker um, anniversary show. It was a Survivor yeah. Series. But no, it's it's No Mercy, which again, really, No Mercy is very fits in with the Undertaker's gimmick. Yes. And it's I always... loved the hearse, how it looked during his entrance. Oh, I tell you, it's a great spot. It's because it's, it great, fits so, so much in with his gimmick. Yeah, it's a great, absolutely great prop. Uh, so the match itself then, uh, Undertaker, strong rights to start. Into the corner we go with more shots. A big headbutt from Taker and a big kick to the head. Uh, Taker proper batters JBL for the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Batters him. Uh, we get fast wow. elbows. Uh, JBL another headbutt, sends JBL back down. Taker works on the arm of JBL, goes for old school and hits that early doors. Uh, he batters JBL in the opening. As I said, it's just like the... Match with Vince at Survivor Series 03. Yeah, he just batters him. him in the ring before taking up to end. Absolutely. Uh, Undertaker with more shots to JBL. Um, at this point, and we're about five or six minutes in, JBL has not got one single piece of offensing yet. Uh, Taker goozles JBL over the ropes and then scares the ref out of the ring, which is a great spot. Um, matches like this, though, they, rest, they make you question the point of a ref. Yeah, well, ref's because... just there. It should just stand near the first. Because surely the people watching it or ringing the bell, can, the, the timekeeper or whatever, can watch the video screen and can see when the hearse door closes and the hearse drives away. Just ring the bell, match over. Or the have the ref just stationed at the hearse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't need to be in the ring. He's like, um, hi guys, I'll, I'll be here when you're ready. Just give me a shout, I'll <laughs> open this door shout. for you. Uh, JBL, he finally gets a bit of offense in, but then's cut off. Uh, a big boot from Taker, and JBL though moves out of the way from an elbow, but Taker just sits straight back up. Uh, fun to the eye though, and JBL is now on the attack with stomps in the corner. We go into the ropes, Undertaker dodges the clothesline, and then Taker hits a big choke slam. Uh, he then starts dragging Bradshaw towards the hearse, and then this he is where. stares the... at it. Well, this is where you kind of knew that the match was going to be focused on. We're going to spend a lot of the time on the aisle way. Which yeah. I think they, they could have brought the hearse a bit closer to the ring. Yeah, exactly. The entrance. Yeah, John, more of like a, uh, a casket Parks. match feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're, we're Eddie Parks. Yeah. Uh, but just not have it so far away because you know that the match is going to be contested 80% of it on the aisleway. Which there's not much to do apart from slamming them into the barricades. Yeah, you can't get a rip. Irish rips. <laughs> yeah. Um, Undertaker, he slowly works over JBL on the highway, uh, throws him over the apron. We get vintage Undertaker with a big leg drop. Best leg um, drop in 2004. Absolutely. Taker, he stares at the hearse once more, strikes JBL in the aisle. Uh, he works over JBL, drives him into the barricade, then into the steel steps. The crowd, though, they're flat as fuck again. 
Uh, because you, you see in the face, work over the heel, that mm. they're not really that invested of that they want to see get battered, battered. So they're not constantly cheering everything that Undertaker does. Yeah. But they don't, and, they don't well, care about booing. JBL. That's why. Yeah, they, they don't care about JBL neither. So they're not booing JBL in any really moments where JBL gets a bit of offence in. Um, Taker, he starts to take apart the announce table as the crowd wake up a little bit and then JBL strikes Taker with the steel steps. Uh, Taker... Great camera placement again. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you Can never you... saw JBL getting up. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Uh, JBL with strikes on Taker on the outside and it's a big boot to Undertaker's head. JBL then now starts dragging Taker down the aisle, sends him into the barricade, again with the steps, bouncing them off Taker when Taker sat up mm. on the floor against the barricade and just fucking launches them into Taker's head. Uh, he does well there. Sound. Oh, it made a good sound. It looked good. It looked like it hit him. Sorry, it did brilliant to not fucking crush Undertaker's head there. Uh, JBL, he carries on working over Taker in the alleyway and drags Taker towards the hearse. Uh, Taker with a strike. It kind of gives him a little bit of distance from JBL. Yeah, and they walk back to the ring. Walk back, and put him into back to the ring. Uh, JBL goes up top and hits a big shoulder block. We don't really see that from Bradshaw. We see that from Acolyte Bradshaw, but not from JBL Bradshaw, that's for sure. Um, he goes to pick Taker up, but Taker counters into a triangle choke. Bradshaw, <laughs> quick as a cat, falls into unconsciousness. Quick as a cat, he's asleep. Uh, Taker with a clothesline to Bradshaw over the barricade. Uh, more strikes from Taker and they fight through the fans. Uh, Taker, he bounces JPL off a barricade that's set amongst the fans and back to ringside we go. Uh, Taker goes for a tombstone on the steel steps and that has got to hurt. Hurt that much that JPL blades and it's blood a... starts pouring out of his head. Great move, but now you've got to drag him to the entrance from there. <laughs> that's it. Oh, but uh, wait. Uh, Taker with shots to JBL's open wound and then drives him into the announce table. Uh, Beating JBL... him like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Big chair shot on Taker though and both men are down. JBL takes apart the announce table once more and a big monster shot to Taker's head. Uh, Taker on the announce table as Cole lets us know that there's no mercy at no mercy and no mercy in this matchup. Uh, Taker grabs JBL on the table and sends JBL flying into Spain with a big choke slam and then pocks him oh, on his shoulders. Shit. And just starts carrying him towards the entrance ramp and where the hearse is. I thought it was a great spot. Great visual again from Kevin Dunn. It was. He's on for it tonight. <laughs> he is. The goofy fuck. Um, we get near the hearse. Opens the door. And out pops Heidenreich. Of all Michael Cole. people. Michael Cole They're doesn't sell it. all along. He doesn't sell it all at all. At all. He doesn't shit himself. Oh, fucking hell. He better not come down here. He's just like, oh, no. It's Heidenreich. It's Heidenreich. What the fuck's he doing here? Heidenreich batters Taker and then embraces his inner Jank Gonzalez. Uh, Ask him if this rag smells a chloroform. <laughs> yeah, it's night time for Taker. Taker into the hearse and a brilliant visual. As There's a camera set up inside the hearse and we see Taker, as the hearse drives away, sits up, kicks the door open and it's go time. Heidenreich and JBL get battered until all of a sudden JBL out of nowhere with a big, big clothesline from hell into the hearse, and after 20 minutes and a second, JBL is still your WWE champion. Fucking Heidenreich. How the hell is he going to kill The Undertaker carrying the 300 pound champion. Bradshaw summoned a two-stone pile driver through steel steps, choke slam through the table. Bradshaw's about to go on his last ride, I believe, Taz. Uh, it, 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 it looks to be that way. Undertaker going to win the WWE championship for a fifth time if he can put Bradshaw on the back of that hearse. It's been one hellacious, one hell of a match. 
Uh oh, there's the door. The door's oh. open. Wait a minute. into the parking lot and who gets out of the driver's seat Paul Haven Paul Haven they're in cahoots all along <laughs> all along it was me all along it was like the same thing they did with them was it with CM Punk when Paul Heyman was first in cahoots with CM Punk that they who was the one driving the car the window comes down and it's Paul Heyman yeah it's, it's a great go-to gimmick great go-to gimmick but Michael what did you make to our main event and how many mavens let, before, you, before you start let me let you know that this for me had 1.5 mavens wow well mine's a little bit higher than that 2.5 bullshit stipulation is always lower in match rate for me anyway it's, see the stip I can work with the stip like a casket like a casket match like, yeah, I feel last man standing match. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah, but um, putting somebody in a hearse that took a drive away. That's the same though as an ambulance match, isn't it? It's one of them. Yeah. It's a vehicle leaving the arena in a vehicle gimmick. The stretcher like, works. Yeah, stretcher works because hey, you can you can be fighting to the last moment of the stretcher, like with with a yeah with a hearse match or an ambulance match. Once they're in the hearse and the hearse is driving away, that's ding ding game over. But what about if that, like, well, Taker proved that he can kick his way out of the hearse when the hearse is only moved five or six feet. So how far does the hearse actually it has to have go to through move? The does it have to go through the curtain? All right, you never made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> but, Michael, that has been No Mercy 2004. As always, I want to know your match of the night, your worst match of the night, and if No Mercy 2004 was an RE era superstar, who would he be? Uh, so worst match after we say main event. Correct. But uh, match of the night, London and Kidman. Ooh, it's it's a it's a hard one, me between London and Kidman, and between the Duds, Dormery, 
and the family affair of uh, with Charlie Haas, Rico and Jackie, because that had so many fun spots. But I think, for me, I have to agree with you on London and Kidman. Uh, it, was, it was brilliant. It was everything you'd want in a Cruiserweight match, everything you want in storytelling. Um, it had he had an end goal of him smashing the fuck out of London's ribs and London eating strawberry donuts. But also, this has something going forward. We've now yeah. got a future feud for when London comes back. Exactly. I mean, Kidman needs to get the cruiserweight title. He comes back, attacks him, and boom! You could put, you could even push him to the next level. Definitely. I don't know about Billy Kidman. He's, he's getting a bit old in tooth now. But London, definitely. If only he were just a little bit bigger, because that's I know what Vince is like. And if it was a wrestler, I'd probably say Nunzio. Ooh. Because some moments surprise were surprisingly good. Ah, like, his match this, tonight was surprisingly really good. Exactly the same reasoning, but I used Charlie Haas. I think I've used Charlie Haas before. Yeah, I, I, I've used Charlie Haas far too many times. <laughs> Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas, because yet again, like another pay-per-view, it delivers a lot of high points, but so, so many, many low points. But on that moment, Michael, if you want to let everyone know, as always, if they don't already, where they can find us on all forms of social media. So on all forms of social media, on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Aria Podcast, on Facebook, Ruthless Aggression Era Podcast, and the same on YouTube. And join, join Dave on Twitch as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, I, bought, uh, I bought WB2K20 for a fiver off eBay. An absolute steal. Steal. Free delivery as well. Someone had bought it and proper had enough of it. I expected it to either not come or it come an empty, an empty box or the disc be fucked, but no, it's brilliant. And everything they say about the glitchiness, it happens all the time and it's fucking lovely. I don't get, I'm not raging over it because I didn't pay 65 quid. Yeah, I think <laughs> I that's why people were raging. I'm getting five pounds worth. Definitely. Definitely. I'm fucking 100%. Um, so, yeah, as, as Mike said, I'm now live streaming on Twitch uh, with. Uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era. Uh, I've downloaded and shout out to every single creator that I've nicked your fucking guy. Um, I've created a universe. It, Maven and Jamie Noble are running roughshod across. Hell yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and yeah, twitch.tv forward slash Era podcast. Um, there's some clips on there and I'll always post social media when we go live. But Michael, coming up next, it'll be time for some more Raw and Smackdowns as we make our way towards the next Raw-branded pay-per-view. It's all up to you, fans. It's all on you. It's Taboo Taboo Tuesday. Tuesday. Taboo Tuesday. Until then, though, thank you again for taking your time out to listen to us. From me and Mike, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and a Happy Hanukkah and all that jazz. Until next time, where it's time for Raw and Smackdown. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everyone. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. A weapon that smells fear, and I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, and much success. Stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on.